Welcome to C3 Church Tabra. You're about to hear a message from our senior pastor, Bill Oldfield. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. about let's call this message the favor of God will produce blessings I touched on this last Sunday morning and I wanted to get to a particular place that I really felt that would have blessed uh, people in, in, in a practical way and I never got to do that so would you let me just backtrack a little bit and then I'll get to the practical part is that good give the Lord a hand you might say to someone do me a favor meaning uh, would you stretch? I don't deserve it. It's a stretch, I know, but would you do something for me? Would you do me a favor? Amen? And, and it's, it's very much like that. It's like, wow, I wasn't expecting that. That's awesome. God doesn't have favorites, but he judges the unrighteous acts of people, and he judges the righteous acts of people, and he weighs them up. Um, the, the, the rain falls on the, the, the good and the wicked, the sun shines on the just and the unjust. I know that. I know God blesses people, and, and you could say he's not impartial. He, he, he loves everyone, but still there is this word called favor that holds up in the Bible, and I can prove it. It's all through the Bible. Um, the Old Testament, I, I came up with, uh, when I studied this, uh, the Old Testament talks about favor as grace, charm, acceptance, goodwill. I love this definition. To bend down, to bend or to stoop in kindness to an inferior. To be shown consideration. Who likes to be shown consideration? Who likes that? You've got to expect this stuff, but you just can't say, ah, oh, who cares about me? I'm just nobody. You know, no, you've got to expect the best in life. Then I went to the New Testament ex- explanation, and it talks about, it's derived from the Greek word charis, uh, like from the word grace. It's derived from the word grace, and it talks about um, the charismatic gifts. The, the gifts that God gives us is a sign that you are favored. If you have one of those gifts, or a couple of those gifts, or many of those gifts, you are favored of the Lord. That's favor right there, amen? That's favor. Julie's blessed. She's, she's got favor all over her. Um, another New Testament uh, explanation or definition goes like this. The divine influence upon the heart and its reflection in the life. That which affords joy, pleasure, delight. Now, we're putting updates on Facebook. Like I wasn't trying to rub it in, guys. But, and I was going to cease after about the, the first week because I realized, oh my goodness, I'm just rubbing this into the poor people living in normal life. You know, poor Katrina, here she's doing the hard yards at C3 Tugger, and here's Mykonos, you know, fluffy white towels this thick, and, you know, sitting around the pool, seven-course meals, and, uh, you know, and I'm going, look, I'll do it for a week, but then the, I thought I was getting guilty doing it, but then the report started coming in. The report started coming and saying, love your report, love to hear, love to see what you're doing. Even my school friends who don't even go to church, they're unchurched, they don't even hardly know me anymore. They go, Phil, great to see you're enjoying yourself. 
This is wonderful. And other people were saying, please, can you keep updating? We love to see what you're doing. Well, now I'm stuck. Now I've got to keep up. To, now I'm a news reporter on our great trip and event. And I thought, wow, why are they like that? They're just liking the fact that we are being favored, that we are being favored. That which affords joy, pleasure, delight, sweetness, charm, and loveliness. I love that stuff. It is very much like about grace. It is grace, but it is, it is another form of grace. It is like grace. But uh, the Bible, definitely, I read another book about favor, and it talks about well, this Bible teacher. He says, favor comes upon those who are watching, waiting, praying, keeping his commands, walking in kindness and truth, and have wisdom, that will produce favor. Does that make sense? All those things produce favor in your life. Finding a good wife is favor. Thank you, Lord. I found a good wife. That was extreme favor, my school friends would say. They said, one lady said to me at the school reunion, she said to me, you had an awkward start, didn't you, Phil? <laughs> Meaning that when I got out of school, I didn't care too much about it. Well, I did get a job straight up. I became a nurse, and, but it went off the rails a bit, and I got stuck in the 70s lifestyle, and, you know, and, uh, and she said to me, I thought that was cute. You had an awkward start, but Pastor Phil, didn't you? <laughs> I thought, thought, yeah, I did. <laughs> I did. I, knew, I was heading for a uh, nosedive, you know. I, and to be honest, seriously, I lost some friends in the 70s, people that got stuck in that lifestyle. But I pulled myself out of it by the grace of God, by favor upon my life. I was able to pull my life out of, out of that, that nosedive and reclaim it in Jesus' name. You want favor, I want favor. When you go buy something, when you want to do a transaction, when you want be better school remarks. I had this lady that failed me by one point. That's not favor. I said, one point? Couldn't you, couldn't you just give me one point? Well, I was adult learning. I was mid-30s. I'd gone to, I think, uh, TAFE to do this, this uh, uh, social diploma of welfare. This lady really, had, I have to be honest, this lady really had it in for me. Of course, I was a Christian. Do you know favor attracts the wrong attention? You know, Joseph, he was given the coat of many colors, and he's, he's got, look at this, man. Dad thinks I'm, he thinks I'm the ant's pants. He's rocking around with this coat, and his brother said, look at this hot shot. You know, he thinks he's real good. Well, let's deal with that. Let's, let's, let's get rid of him. Let's, let's do him away. Let's get rid of him. So sometimes having favor on your life, I was working this week with my brother and his son, my brother was, he, is the, he was the second last one that I needed to get saved, that the Lord needed to get saved. This week, he said to me while I was working with him on this, cleaning my dad's house, and who is now in respite, respite uh, he, he said to me, um, oh, my stomach's giving me curry, it's really... You know, I said, what is that? I said, I, I used to have that too. It must be hereditary. It must be in the genes, you know. And, uh, and I said, you know what? Guy prayed for me 30 years ago. Guy prayed for me, laid hands on me. This is what I'm saying to my brother, unchurched uh, brother. I'm saying, guy laid hands on me. You know what, Andrew? 
I haven't had that since. It's one of the miracles in my life. I used to have this repetitive, yearly, annual, full down meltdown, full, full meltdown of my stomach just going crazy and bile and oh, terrible stuff, yucky stuff. And, and it was excruciating, but, and now he's telling me the same thing. So I've been getting that more regularly. I said, Andrew, guy laid hands on me, prayed. I haven't had it since. The next day when we turned up back at dad's house to work, he says to me first thing in the morning, would you pray for me? I mean, he had sat through a service in this church uh, through the altar call and he was sweating. He was, he didn't respond and I know he wanted to, but it was a crisis of faith and um, about five years ago, he sat right in that spot there. I hope you're saved because, yeah, yeah. And um, he, he, so they said to me, can you pray for Andrew? Now, now be careful of that because at that moment, I didn't have much faith and I was in a whole different zone. And I said, I'll pray for you. I'll pray for you at the end of the day, Andrew, all right? I, I will pray for you. And sure enough, that opportunity came up. And I said, oh, that's right. I've got to pray for you, don't I? So I, pr I prayed for him and there was only a few left by that stage and I prayed for him. But Andrew, you've you got to know this. You need Jesus. You've you got to know that you can receive this healing confidently as a believer. It's the promise of God. How would you like to say this prayer? He said, yeah, I'm good for that. So I ended up leading him to the Lord right there while I was in the truck, one arm out the window, and um, reached out to him, and I, and I said, Andrew, you, you, you really need to, to walk this out, you know. So there, there is times when you, you actually have that you feel like, yes, this is the moment I've got to act. Throughout the Bible, you will not find anyone who had a mission or dream from God who did not have God's favor. Really wanted Andrew to get saved, and I felt I had favor that day to see him saved. Lance Wallnau, he says an interesting explanation about favor. He says, this great man of God, very literate. He says, it, it comes from the Greek definition, he says, to have the peculiar signature of God's favor or honor or cherishing value placed on you so that when he sees you, there is a special value he has for you. In other words, God really likes you. God really likes you. Just, you know, we get used to that phrase, God loves you. Yeah, yeah, whatever, he loves everyone. No, but he likes you, you in particular. Then he says, when he likes you, there is such an influence that comes upon you that the charisma of God himself rubs off on you, which makes other people like you or cooperate with you whether they like it or not. Whether they like it or not, they, they like you and they cooperate with you. Favor is the special affection of God towards you that releases an influence on you so that others are inclined to like you or to cooperate with you. I love that. And when you look at it, um, I guess when you look at it, people who have favor, they have this disposition of this. One, total unconditional surrender to God. Two, absolute purity. When you look at Joseph, he was always vying for, for purity. He, he, he never got vengeful, or he had a moment there when he was in jail. He says, wait till I get out of here. But 
and then God allowed him to languish in jail a, a little longer. But Joseph was very particular about keeping the favor of God, despite what his brothers had done to him, threw him down that pit, sold it to slave traders, off he goes, now he's in Potiphar's house, Potiphar's wife makes a, a, a go at him, he flees, leaves his jacket behind, he's out of there, flee, the Bible says, you useful lust, flee that, he did, he's still got his favor, now he's in jail, now he's falsely accused, he's in jail now, now he finds favor with the, with the jail keeper, and now he's, he's, you know, the jailkeeper says, look, this guy's all over it. Yeah, I don't even have to worry about what's happening. He's just all over it. And then he finds favor with the king. Then he becomes prime minister of Egypt. And then in that, he's able to give favor to his brothers and the Is Israelis. Amen? Yeah. It's, 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 he, he knew he needed to keep this favor that he had from God. And it was about absolute purity. It was about kingdom thinking. So three, first one, total unconditional surrender to God. Two, absolute purity. Three, kingdom thinking. Having the mind of Christ will get you favor. Joseph, Genesis 39. Well, let's back it up to Noah. I love that story. God looks down upon humanity just going off the rails, but sees Noah and says in chapter 6, verse 8, Genesis, when God looked down upon humanity but saw Noah, Noah found grace, found favor in the eyes of the Lord. I love that. And of course, the Joseph story, which I've teased out a little bit, he was, he was totally unconditionally surrendered to God, absolute pure in God, and he had this kingdom mindset that he wanted to answer the call of God in his life. I did mention 10 blessings that come with favor, and I'll just quickly go through them because it brings out the word favor, and I want to speak that over your life. I want to speak that over every single one, every single person that's here tonight, I want to speak that over your life. Here's a statement. First one, God's, God's favor can produce supernatural increase and promotion. Genesis 39 uh, verse 21, the Lord was with him. He showed him kindness and granted him favor. Does it say that? Favor. And granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. We're talking about Joseph. Two, it brings restoration of everything the enemy has stolen. Exodus 3.21 says, and I will give the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. Here's, the, here's God's people. They're entrapped. They're stuck in slavery, uh, in Egypt, but God favored them, and they broke out with gold and silver. There was none feeble, the Bible says, and they were able to walk free, fully laden, fully blessed, and it was amazing. God is able to turn a bad situation around when you are favored, amen? There was a few tricky moments there with going into the Congo, uh, with gun-tooting <laughs> uh, soldiers, and, and we did have to hand some bribery money over, uh, it's just what you got to do, guys. Sorry if you're a goody two-shoes, but you gotta, you, you got to give them 50 American dollars in your passport, hand it over. We did that. Uh, some funny business went over uh, in this room, and so eventually our mind came out and said, you're good. Good, let's get out of here. I'm, I'm, you know. and, and so, but we were favored. God turned around that tricky situation, and we were out of there to do the Lord's will. Three, it brings honor in the midst of adversaries. Exodus 11:3. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. Did I mention that one already? Did I? Four, it can produce increased assets. 
uh, Deuteronomy 33, 23 says, And as of Nephtali, he said, O Nephtali, satisfied with favor and full of the blessings of the Lord, possess the west and the south. There's our testimony right there. When we turned up in Wyong and we began to think about church and, and needing to acquire land and we wanted to be head, not the tail. We didn't just want to be in a rented hall. We didn't want to be in a tent forever. We wanted to claim the land. We felt we had extraordinary favor, Ryan. We just felt we could do this. Against all odds, we could do this. We could acquire this piece of land that you are on right now because we honestly felt the favor of God upon us. We are favored to do this incredible work, to do this mission, to fulfill this dream. We are favored. You know, I haven't got all the answers. I haven't got all the resources. I haven't got all the ability, but I know this. God favors me. He's, he's all over this. I feel, I feel chuffed to be involved. This is awesome. Wow. All the glory goes to you. Five, it can give great and unusual victories, even against impossible odds. Uh, Joseph, Joshua. Joshua chapter 6, verse 20. And we haven't got time, but you know the story. They blew the trumpet and the walls came crashing down. Extraordinary and, and, and there's other battles in there, uh, Joshua 10, 9, Joshua therefore came upon them suddenly, and he seemingly been able to uh, deal with the enemy quickly, suddenly, amazingly. God can turn things around for victory, just like that, when you got favor. Six, God's favor can give recognition and promotion, even when you seem, even when you seem the least likely one to receive it. That's what you need when you go for a job, amen? Who's looking for a job, a better job? And, and seemingly on paper, ah, oh, well, I'm not going to get the job there. Look at them, look at their resumes. My goodness, man, look at my schooling. Look at me, who am I? No, you can't think like that. You've got to have, have an expectancy that you will be favored. And they will say, yes, I'll have that one. Have you got another son? Yeah, I've got this guy out in the paddock. He's about 17. He's a ruddy head guy, you know. He just loves to worship all the time. He's, you know, he looks a bit like Doug probably. He's out there with his guitar and yeah, he's doing a good job. He's being, you know, dutiful about his job. But yeah, bring him in. But now here's this, you know, his brothers are these wonderful, wonderful looking uh, men, maybe like Nathan. I don't know, but... But no, it wasn't those guys. It was, it was, it was David. David was chosen. David was chosen to be the king. I love the story of Esther. Uh, seven, it can produce prominence and preferential treatment, favor and kindness. You know the story of Esther. She was favored. She was, she was somehow brought before the king, and the king favored her, and then this madman, Haman, said, I want to take out all the Jews, I want, to, I want it written down as, an, as a, you know, a letter, as, a, as a, an ordinance, I want all the Jews, I want everything taken off them, I want them dealt with, and um, Esther says, king, please, can we change that, that's not good. Uh, you know, the Jews are good people. Yeah, 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 I can see the favor on you. I can see, I can, I can feel that influence that's coming from God through you. I, I, I am compelled to change that, that legislation 
I'm compelled to change it and reverse it so that the Jews can live. And the, you know the scripture, for Esther was born for such a time as this to deliver the Jews. Maybe you will receive extreme favor in a situation to turn something around in your workplace, to turn something around in your neighborhood, to turn something around in your family life. No, that's not right. Can I just say, and you appeal before the king, you appeal before the authorities and say, can I just say, uh, please look at me, and they're going to see the favor of God on you, and they're going to listen to you, and they're going to reverse things when you live unto God, when you live pure before God, and when you live with a kingdom mindset. This is what happens when you do this stuff. It's an awesome lifestyle. Seven, eight, get petitions granted even by ungodly civil authority. I said that, Esther 5, 8. If I have found favor in the sight of the king, and if it pleases the king to grant my petition and fulfill my request, then let the king and Haman come to the... And it goes on. And then nine, it can change rules and regulations. I said that. Even laws can be reversed. I love that. Ten, he can favor, he can favor. His favor can win battles. You don't even have to fight because God will fight them for you. Psalm 44, verse 1. We have heard with our ears, O God. Our fathers have told us the deeds you did in their days, in days of old. I want people to speak about this church like this. You drove out the nations. You drove out the nations with your hand, but them you planted. You afflicted the peoples and cast them out. Verse 3, for they did not gain possession of the land by their own sword. C3 didn't gain possession by its own ingenuity, by its own resource. Nor did their own arm save them, but it was your right hand, your arm, and the light of your countenance upon C3 Tagra because you favored them. Because you favored them in this time. Because he will favor you in this time. I love this stuff. And then what I wanted to get to was this scripture. I don't think I got to it last week. Luke 2:52 chapter 2 verse 52 and Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men It's something like the scripture 1 Samuel 2:26 and the child Samuel grew in stature and in favor both with the Lord and men and if there's something I would say to you, young person, and everyone in the house, let the Lord develop you on the inside of you. Jesus grew. He grew in wisdom. That mental or intellectual growth that Proverbs 3 talks about, not leaning on your own understanding, but trusting God. This amazing ability that, that someone can have to have wisdom. Jesus, too, Jesus grew in stature, that physical growth that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, that you are born to serve humanity, that you are born to serve Him. That, that's the reason of your body. That's the reason of your life. To be filled of the Holy Spirit, to bear witness of His glory, His favor in your life, and then in that, to serve Him, to serve others on the bus in Italy. It was amazing. These bags, these ladies carrying these bags. Ladies, don't take too much rubbish. Oh, not rubbish, baggage, <laughs> luggage. <laughs> rubbish too. <laughs> bags like this. 
25 kilo bags and they're trying to, young ladies like Rachel, trying to get them onto this bus that's already jam-packed and we're rounding corners with sheer cliffs down to the, down to the water's edge, the jagged rocks, the mouthy coast. Lovely when you look at it on Instagram. The pictures are fantastic, but you take your life into your own hands. <laughs> Literally, by traveling there, it's like this third world setup of this bus taking you there, squashed up, and, and, and then... Tourists, young girls are trying to get on the bus with their luggage, and I'm going, oh my goodness, I've got to serve here. And so drag these, and literally must have manhandled about literally 50 bags in the whole trip. I'm throwing them up, excuse me, sir, we need to put that up there, excuse me, man. This bag, this is your bag, this goes up here, that one goes up there. Who's this guy? He's an Aussie guy. He's an Aussie, and everyone's just go, you know, all the guys, all the young guys too, just go... No, I don't, want to, I don't want to serve. I don't want to help. You, young man, move. This woman needs to sit down. Yes, sir. Out he goes. <laughs> that bag needs to come down. This bag goes up. I just, it just comes naturally. For C3ians. <laughs> Jesus, through, Jesus grew in favor with God. Spiritual growth. Not denying God, just being pure before God. Four, Jesus grew in favor with man. Social. You, you, you should expect friends and good friends. I was with my brother Andrew again, and he had his 12-year-old son. Great worker. Real old field. Just going at 12 years old, and he's keeping up with us guys, you know. But they said to me during the lunch break, I said, how would you get today off? Oh, he was very keen to have today off because he's getting teased at school. He was going to Christian school. And now he's going to a private system, and uh, public system, and they've, they've, they've realized that. And he's a special kid. He's you know, a bit quieter, and you know, he's favored. And favored people attract the wrong attention. Amen? Who can vouch for that? Favored people. Don't underestimate why you're getting picked on. You know, the enemy tried to pick on Jesus at a very young age, took out all the two-year-olds, tried to take out Moses. He was favored. Tried to take, you know, killed all the kids in the land. I mean, that's an extreme, ver extreme example, but... So why do I hear every great man and woman of God that went through school was hellish and, and really problematic and, and all the time they were being picked on, lack of friends, whatever, you know. Uh, why is that? Because I, I think they're favored and they've got a calling on their life. They get through that. So through brokenness, through hanging tough, through all that wicked stuff that, you know, can come against you in society, misunderstandings and being, you know, uh, criticized and... and uh, the key thing is you've got to be careful not to get a victim mentality. Oh, that's me. Yeah, I'm a deadhead. I'm a Nigel. That's who I am. Nobody loves me. Everybody hates me. Think I'll go eat some worms. No, you've got to realize you've got a calling on your life. Why are you standing out? And I said to, I gave him the Joseph story. I gave my, my nephew the Joseph story. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, he was favored. And they were picking on him because he was favored. Don't underestimate. Uh-huh. Yeah, he'd love that. Even his dad's going, whoa, yeah, yeah. Jesus grew in favor with, with man, that social growth, good friends, good wife, good husband, good friends. You need that. Mental, physical, spiritual, and social life. We need to be blessed. We need to be blessed. We need to be blessed. I'll leave that part out because that was for the families to teach their children well about this stuff. To teach their children well. I'm nearly done. Um, I, I touched on expectation. Those who expect nothing give birth to nothing. 
I thought that was amazing. God wants to move in order to see God do more. In order to see, God wants to move, but in order to see God do more, we must live with a continual demand on his presence. Even at the airport, even in the restaurants, it was amazing. Yes, no, no, that table there. Now, you guys come over here. You sit at the best table. Uh, that, that Julie went and asked for um, a, be- a better airplane seat, a, be- a better plane seat, because, you know, you can get really cramped up. And said, yes, yes, we can do that. We'll move that, we'll move that, with that. Boom, and we're in the best seats in the, in the plane. And uh, we just saw this repeatedly, favor, somehow transcending. All, all, all the difficulties, but also the preferred treatment, if you know what I mean. Preferred treatment. This is what you need to expect. You need to have expectancy for this. Not business as usual. You need to have a posture of expectation. Are you like that, Ollie? I can see Ollie like that. He, he wants the best deal. Is that the best one you got? Oh, well, this was saving this one for my friend, but, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, I really like that one. Yeah, I guess I could do it, yeah. Expect, not business as usual. You don't do life as business as usual. You just don't. You, you, expectation is the key to life. You don't come to church. You have an expectation. Something's going to happen tonight. Something's going to happen on the altar. Something's going to happen in, in the youth group this Friday. Something's got to happen. It will happen. That's faith. Expectation. It's the key to the miraculous. It releases the power of God. If you just go, okay, sir, oh, sir, oh, whatever. Oh, if they pull off something, yeah, all right, I'll... I might agree with it, might say, yeah, well done. But no, we're counting on you to lean in with us and believe for favor for this church, for favor for each other. You don't stand with your friend and your friend goes, oh, I didn't get that job. Yeah, oh, well, yeah, that happened to me. I didn't get a job either. You don't have a pity party, invite your friend, hardly done by and woe. Come on in, woe is me. We're just having a little pity party. (laughs) How many sugars do you want with your coffee? Yeah, yeah, hardly done by. Come on in, man. We're just talking about that. You know, and all of a sudden you're in the doldrums and, and you're having a pity party. No. There's an expectancy. You've got to reframe that negativity from your friend. You didn't get it? Well, you know, I believe the next time you will get it. You know, you're the one. God's got something better for you. The best is yet to come. Reframe the conversation. Don't join in with the pity party. They don't want you to join in with them. They want you to help them out. They want to hear from you, their friend. I don't know why I'm talking to these guys. Uh, they, want to, they, want to, they, they want you to reframe and say, you know what? That job, that wasn't meant for you. The next one is, yeah, great. Glad I spoke to Ollie. That was great advice. The key of expectation opens the door to the supernatural flow of God. Not this, blessed are they who expect nothing, for they will not be disappointed. (laughs) Blessed are they who expect nothing? No, it's not that. The Beatitudes constantly say, blessed they will be. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. And lastly, Psalm 62, verse 5. So many people live a blasé life. So many people. So many people. I'm here to drum faith up in your heart. It limits God moving. It limits God moving. I love this Psalm 62, verse 5. I hope it says what I need it to say. My soul waits silently for God alone, for my expectation, say expectation, is from Him. Say this together. Let's say it. 
Let all that I am wait quietly before God. For my hope or my expectation is in Him. Can we just continue on with that? Let's just see what it says. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress where I will not be shaken. It's great to just hold that up there like that. It's great when you are rebuffed in something. You go, man, I thought I was favored. Pastor Phil said I was favored. I just got absolutely got the, you know, speak to the hand. But you suck it up and then you work out quietly patiently or, or, or you get used to the idea that God's doing something through this my feelings are hurt this is not working out this is not the favor message I heard on Sunday night at C3 Tugra but God turns all things around for good to those that love him he's going to turn it around okay friend you're saying you can't do that for me you can't give me that seat you can't give me that deal you can't give me that job okay that's fine. Because in your heart, you have an expectation that God's going to work it out. My victory and honor come from God alone. He is my refuge, a rock where no enemy can reach. Oh, people, trust in Him at all times. Pour out your heart to Him, for God is our refuge. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.